We are coming up to one of my favorite times of year. Not just fall because the temperature goes down, but Halloween. I love Halloween. Something about the adrenaline rush of being scared or the fun of scaring others with silly outfits or scary stories is so fun for me. Also, who doesn't love a good ghost story? There are so many out there, both locally, nationally, and internationally. Creepy legends and lore that have existed for thousands, hundreds, and many years. Sometimes these stories are fun and harmless, but some of the stories have a much darker side. So we're going to explore these local legends and discover the truth behind the ghosts and ghouls that haunt just not homes, but the ones that haunt our minds. I'm so used to yelling right? when I come in, and now it's a it's different just, vibe. It's, it's got a different tone after it's that intro. Uh, Maybe you should hum. You tried to do. You could the, do like uh, the Halo <laughs> <laughs> from the game. Yeah, yeah. You tried to do the Twilight Zone last week. Yes, I feel like I should talk like this every time. Oh, a little British Without scholarly. Seven deadly sins. <laughs> By the way, I love the face that I make when that I do that. You do scrunch your face yes, a lot. They you can't see to. it. You have to in order to make the voice. <laughs> it's a little Reginald Hemsley. It, it is little Reginald Hemsley. He came to my wedding. He did. He signed <laughs> your whiskey barrel. <laughs> whiskey barrel top, I should say. Yep. There you go. Hi, anyway, guys. And we're back. We're back. We're another week closer to Halloween. Seven deadly sins. We're in the middle of October now, Scott. Mm. The air is cool. The mm. ghosts are out. I hope it's cool. <laughs> And it better is be cool, Dad. Gummit! The dead middle of our Seven Deadly Sin series at the dead Simple middle. Oh. You see what I did there? <laughs> so we've been telling some ghost stories, some folklore, some spooky Just stuff going on. Different. Changing the mood. Yeah. It's a lot going on in the world. Yeah. yeah it's, it's heavy. It's, it's very heavy. Why not lighten it up? With death. With death. <laughs> Scott, you are a self-professed ghost aficionado. I am. Fan of ghost I hunting, am. ghost stories. Ghost stories, yeah, ghost hunting. Been been ghost hunting a little bit. That's right. Yeah. Civil Warian actor. Yes. Seen some things. Mm-hmm. Seen some things, man. Things that can't come back from. <laughs> How old were you when you were Civil War reenacting? 13. This is one of my favorite things about you. So middle school Scott. Middle school Scott. This is so so this is a different time. This is a time when parents really didn't care about their kids' safety. <laughs> the 80s. Here's the thing. No, I'm not that old. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. It makes tick- me laugh. Tickled right. himself. Stranger so, things. Like, go. So I got into Civil War reenacting because I loved history. I'm a history buff, and I love the Civil War. I played on the north side, by the way, just so everyone knows. Just for the yeah, record, for it's the because end. nobody I, wanted to be on the north. Nobody <laughs> wanted to be. I was the 48th Ohio, and it was a lot of fun. I preferred being north over south. And it's not like you did it with family. No, no, you no. With- no, no. So this is this is what made me laugh. <laughs> so I lived in Kara Jokes. I would dress up in my Civil War uniform on a Friday afternoon. By the way, Scott, Scott didn't have a lot of lady friends at this point. <laughs> Shocking. uh, shockingly. I'd dress up in my Civil War uniform. I would stand at the end of my driveway. This is like Friday afternoon, like 4 o'clock. By yourself. By myself. My parents were like, all right, have a good day. <laughs> Please leave. Some guy, a random, not a random dude, somebody I would know, but another Civil War actor, man much older than me, would pick me up, and I would be gone till Sunday. I would go to East Texas. No cell phone. No cell phone. Yeah, this was pre-cell phone. And so literally, I would go to Arkansas, Mississippi. They would just pick me up, and I would be gone the whole weekend and show back up Sunday in my little uniform. 
This is not true. It's 100% true. 100% fact. I mean, my parents did take me to some ones that were really far off. Like, I did Shiloh and stuff and like those. And my parents did come to some, but not all. I literally, I did Vicksburg, and some dude just picked me up, and we rode to Vicksburg. <laughs> As a parent, I just cannot imagine four me years, going to talk to Mallory. Four years I did this. Yeah, this is, this like, is hey. No Nora cell phone. To do something. Yeah, it's not like 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 they could call me and be like, "Hey, how's check it going?" In, yeah, right. check Make in. Sure call us it. when you get there. No, because once again, we're we're doing it in like the middle of nowhere too. Right. Because you have to do it in a field, obviously, because it's a civil war. I mean, you know, they didn't have a lot of town battles. So yeah, so I'd be in the middle of like middle of nowhere, Mississippi, with no one Strangers. my age, by the way. <laughs> Everyone else it was like is, juniors. Everyone else, like I'm 13 years old. They are 40. So, because they're men. Fun fact: the current principal of Southwood used to be one of the guys in a civil war reenactment. Really? Yeah, I think his name is Michael Ilgenfritz. Oh, sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's the current principal. We're gonna have to talk to him about that sometime. Yeah, he was a math teacher there. Yeah, there you go. He was very interesting. Also collected trains. Like model trains, not real trains. Right. That's yeah. a lot more expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, which I was also into model trains too, by the way. Not a, once again, yeah, didn't have a lot of girlfriends back then. <laughs> You're much cooler now. Yeah. Oh, oh I saw that. Hey. Hey. I have a few <laughs> ladies now. You do. Yeah. But Scott, Civil War reenacting ties in nicely to spooky haunted ghost stuff because a lot of people died in the Civil War. <laughs> You see how I did that? That's a professional did, transition. Just, but no, I mean, going back to it real quick, I'm sorry, I get off of it. But <laughs> when you think about it, oh, I can't. What a imagine. crazy thing! And plus, too, what a weird thing to be into. I just think of the At movie 13. Role Models. Yeah, <laughs> I never saw it. <laughs> There's a whole thing around. Uh, it's like a war reenacting. <laughs> yeah, 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 but, yeah. Like you just you couldn't reach look on the internet. No, how did you find it? I stood yeah, on the side it. of the street until no. someone picked him up so, one day. <laughs> so there was a movie that okay. came out when I was in the eighth grade. Okay. Seventh grade, excuse me, seventh grade, called Gettysburg. Yes. So that movie came out in 19 something, 1996 ish, I guess. Okay. I saw that movie and fell in love with U.S. history, in particular the Civil War. And so somehow I found out that, hey, there are guys that dress up and do this. Did you go to the library? I don't remember. That's so weird. And so we found a guy by the name of Scott Solis, who was a photographer, uh, who has now a very checkered past that I won't go into. But he uh, he was a Civil War actor, and so that's how I started. And your mom and dad said, see you yeah, later. bye. <laughs> Have a good life. <laughs> so from 13 so awesome. to 16. So weird. Yeah. Did y'all go to restaurants? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite mus- in, your, in, in full your uniform. <laughs> in full uniform. So we wore was it like wool. Yeah, hundred percent wool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. With and you know, you you wore a jacket. You couldn't, and then you had a shirt underneath it. Right. Yeah, long sleeve shirt. By the way, believe it or not, this will be crazy, but I got cold in the middle of summer in that uniform because whenever you sweated in it, it would breathe, and when a breeze would go, it would chill you to the bone. Which I know you think that can't be right. No, it was true. I would literally be like, <sighs> of course. Once again, I was much skinnier then, so that was probably a factor too as well. But, uh, but yeah, no. One of my favorite stories, real quick, is we had 100% leather shoes. 
and we had metal taps on the bottom of the hills because it protected the hill. How expensive was all this? Yeah, very expensive. Just one uniform jacket was 60 bucks. Dang. Pants were 60. You have a gun, a real gun, by the way, which I still have. Did all you go in the restaurants stuff. with the real guns? No, absolutely not. <laughs> but so we'd go into the, we were in Cracker Barrel in Vicksburg, Mississippi. We walk in with these <laughs> of course, shoes. Cracker Barrel. Yeah. No, I wouldn't We walk Cracker in with these shoes. And, you know, it's, it's got a little horseshoe in the bottom, so they make a tapping noise. Right. Guy says, you're all tap dancers. I was like, absolutely. <laughs> we are traveling yep, Civil, War, Civil tap War tap dancers. dancers. <laughs> Here comes the Confederacy. Did y'all perform? No. <laughs> Dang. But, yeah. All right. Wow. There Fun you times. go. Fun anyway. Time. Ghosts, Scott. There yep. are probably Civil War ghosts somewhere. Oh, yeah. I've seen a few. Oh. Yeah. Ocali and a few other places. Really? We're not going into that now, though, because we're going into East Texas. Traveling across neighbor. the border. Yep, because there's a lot of bad stuff. Well, let's go back for our international listeners, people yes. in other states. If mm-hmm. you picture Louisiana, most of the time you picture the south. You picture yes. the southern part of New Orleans. Alligators, yes. right? But where we are in Shreveport, Bossier is basically 15 miles from Texas. We're like East Texas w- East. We really are more like East Texas than we are yeah. Southern Cajun culture yeah. for the most part. Yeah, we're literally... We're 20 minutes from the border right now. Look up now. Shreveport on the yeah. map, and you'll see we're the top left corner of the boot. Yeah, we're literally, we're, yeah. So we have a lot of ties to East Texas. Yes, we do. We travel to East Texas often. Yeah. I actually, easily. when I grew up, I grew up in a little town called Bethany, which is right on the border. I could walk to Texas we every to day. We camp there. We were yep. right there. So there's a lot of ties, Scott. And turns out, a lot of spooky stuff happened in East Texas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> spooky. Absolutely terrible. Devastating stuff happened in East Texas. So let's talk about that today. What you got? So specifically in Marshall and Jefferson, Texas. Home of the East Texas Baptist University. Yes. Yes. A lot of interesting history. Not so much Marshall, but Jefferson in particular, which Jefferson is considered one of the most haunted places in all of the state of Texas. Really? In particular, a place called The Grove, which is one of the oldest mm. homes in Jefferson, built in 1841. Would it be like an orange grove? It's actually in the middle of a pecan grove, pecan I believe. Grove. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the house has been around since 1841, so there's a lot of history. Yep. It's actually owned. Is that antebellum? Is that after the Civil War? I don't know. Pre-antebellum? I don't know. I guess it was pre-antebellum. It's actually, I believe it's Greek Revival is the actual, uh, yeah, is the, the, it's not a very big house, Um, but uh, it was built in 1841, very lightly occupied. Uh, The first people that built it, uh, wife died shortly after it was built. He moved. Next people moved in. They lived there for 10 months and said, we out. Because it was haunted? Because it was too scary. Whatever happened, they said, we can't deal with it. So whatever it was, was already there. So then the house sat unoccupied for a long time. By the way, going back real quick. During this time, Jefferson, Texas, this is what blew my mind. Jefferson, Texas was the largest city in Texas at that time. Really? 30 to 60,000 people lived in Jefferson. Bigger than Dallas, bigger than Houston. Bigger than Dallas, bigger than Houston at that time. Why? It all had to do with Caddo Lake. So Caddo Lake created a bayou because there was the Caddo Log Jam. Yep. That actually should be a Red River. So all that backed up. And what was able to happen is, is Jefferson was a massive cotton port and port, really, for New Orleans and St. Louis, you could take a riverboat, go up the Red River all the way to Jefferson because of the log jam. 
that blocked all the water. To Jefferson. Yeah, so the 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 bayou, I forget the name of the bayou that was around Jefferson, but you yeah, there was a whole port there and everything. Really? It was an up and coming town until eighteen seventy three. What happened then? Army Corps engineers comes in and blows up the log jam. Uh, along with Captain Henry Miller Shreve, Shreveport. Mm. For those that don't know the history yeah. of Shreveport, he yeah. was the city was named after. Yeah. So literally, so the Army Corps engineer comes in, blows up the log jam. All those logs start going out. Caddo Lake drops. That bayou dries up, and thus Jefferson dries up. And within two years, it went from ten thousand people to three thousand. Wow. And then there was a railroad that was supposed to go to Jefferson and to build up the town. And they're like, ah, we'll go to Dallas. So skip Jefferson completely and went to Dallas. There you go. And so the town was dying, basically. It was dying all the way up, and there wasn't much there uh, except for all this spooky history like the Grove. And so, but, so going back to the Grove, so all this. And the Jefferson Grove, now is small. Yes. It, which it's, people it's, don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's a very small town. So the Grove is still there. So then it, it changes hands a couple of times. But then these freed African-Americans, these former slaves, Actually, we were the first landowners because they bought it in 1870-something, about the time they blew up the dam. Yeah. And so they lived there till they died, and then their daughter lived in it until the 90s. She so 1990s. 1990s. But one of the things was is so she, her bedroom— was had bars around the window and was completely locked and sealed tight. And she also put massive lights around her backyard because she said of the things that would knock on her window at night. Ooh. Yeah, so she was... A, but she stayed in the house. <laughs> she stayed in the house her entire life. Uh, her her family member, her brother, actually, unfortunately, uh, killed himself in the house oh. in the 1950s. So, But she stayed. So knowing that, and yeah, so she stayed there her entire life. And then a restaurant moved in, and uh, some well-known chef from Jefferson, I never heard of the guy, but apparently he was well-known, turned it into basically one of the best restaurants in Texas at the time, Hmm. and uh, was well-known, but yeah, he has lots of stories of stuff moving on its own, kind of creepy, shadows, uh, you know, glasses getting knocked off. Was it it haunted before? Was it where they built it on? According to, from what I understand, there's not a lot of details. They don't know what the origin of the haunting is. There's rumors and stuff. Not so once again, not to go into too much detail, but a lot of bad stuff happened on that land, in particular with African Americans, especially around the 1870s. Not a good time. Yeah, not a good time in Jefferson. There was a lot of bad stuff that happened at the end of the Civil War there. That once again, I won't go into detail because sure. pretty controversial and pretty, and a lot of it's just awful. well, it's just plain awful. Yeah. But that, but once again, that the Grove that area, yeah, was actually a large farm. So there was a lot of bad stuff just happened on the land in general. Gotcha. So yeah, because it it's it's south of town, uh, and so actually, if you go into Jefferson from Marshall, you actually drive through it through the part of the Grove to get to Jefferson. Mm. So yeah, but so a lot of bad stuff happened there. I mean, just awful. <laughs> yeah, really awful. Yep. So so the restaurant is it still there? The restaurant is not there. The house yeah. is still there. So the restaurant closed, I can't remember when, but sometime in 2011, and uh, a family bought it, and they live in it to this day, and they keep it up, and it's open for tours, and they live there full-time. Do they like, do like, ghost tours? They do. They do. There's nightly ghost tours. That's not the the hotel. Also, there's the Hotel Jefferson. has a lot of interesting ghostly history. 
a lot of murder suicides. <laughs> yeah, in the old ouch. <laughs> in the old hotel, so there's rooms. Uh, some that are more haunted than others, and uh, yeah, there's nightly ghost tours uh, during this time of the year because it's when it gets more a little. Season. Well, not just that, but when it's cooler and it sure. actually is comfortable. Yeah, but the lady takes the tours, and you can do a walking tour. And so, what is yeah. the name of it now? What is it called? It's still called the Grove. So, if you wanted to look up the Grove in Jefferson, yeah, yeah, it's got a lot of interesting history. Don't read too much because a lot of it's pretty depressing. Not great. Yep. But uh, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting history. Of course, Marshall has one of the most beautiful courthouses in all of Texas. It was built by same, some architect. It's actually not used anymore. Really? It's actually a historical landmark, and uh, it's open to the public for, of course, right now it's not because of COVID, but sure. generally it's open to the public, but now it's just a museum. Interesting. Yeah, so they actually have a, another location that is not near. <laughs> the other location is pretty boring, but the courthouse itself, I'd never been there till just this past week. It's beautiful, man. Really? It is stunningly gorgeous. There you go. Yeah, and I went to Jefferson as well, and uh, I will say not a lot to do uh, except for antique stores. So that's what you're into, which I'm kind of into. But after three hours, I was kind of like, okay, let's go. But uh, also, just to give a little shout out, there is an ice cream shop there. Some of the best ice cream I ever had. Really? Yes. Do you remember the name of it? No. <laughs> but Just look for Jefferson ice cream. It's the only ice cream shop in town. <laughs> so, literally. Yeah, literally. They also have banana... Uh, vanilla, what is it? Banana pudding fudge with vanilla wafers, actual vanilla wafers, mm. and it tastes just like banana pudding. That sounds fantastic. It was it's about to be lunchtime. T and K. T and K. Is it called T and K? You got oh, a picture? Jordan, Google it. Oh, you got a picture of it? Uh, Looks like an ice cream store. It's the only one in Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> it may be that one. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, if you're around Jefferson, go do the ghost tour and, and get really, some ice yeah, cream. Yeah, and it's fun. It's it plus two. It's just a fun thing. Just plug in. This is a podcast all about Jefferson, Texas. If you want something to do on a Sponsored weekend, Sponsored by go to Jefferson, <laughs> the Tourism Board of Jefferson. Yeah, they actually have. Just so, don't read about how the people treated yeah, African Americans. Yeah, because it ain't good. But uh, yeah, they actually have a port there. They actually do boat tours. They really? have a boat. You can get on an old steamboat. Well, it's a retro steamboat. Right. And take a paddle boat tour, which I so wanted to do, but we didn't do it. Plus, it was too hot. But right. man, that would be fun. That's crazy. It just, yeah. in my mind, I cannot picture like that connecting and going to New Orleans. Yeah, I know. Boat. And I had to actually, I had to look it up on the map. Right. But if you look it up on the map, you can see the yeah, the route, worked. yeah, where it could have worked. Of course, now all that's overgrown because there's uh, salvia, Sylvia, Sil- yeah, saliva, it's not Salvania, Yeah, there's a massive Salvania infestation that they're actually working very hard to get rid of. That stuff is taking over everything, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So they're trying to figure out how to get rid of it. So that's a big problem. Sure. Uh, also, Caddo Lake itself has a lot of interesting history. Really, uh, it's quite polluted. Uh, due to it was also so. By the way, didn't know this, but Caddo Lake, first place they ever did off-land drilling. Really? Yep. Really? That was where they learned how to drill offshore. Was in Caddo, Caddo Lake. Lake. There you go. On the Louisiana side, that's the first time they ever drilled in the water. Interesting. At the turn of the century, nineteen hundreds. Yep. Is it deep? Uh it used to be. It's not as deep as it used to be, but yeah. So that's the f- it had the first offshore, te- yeah. yeah, offshore yeah. drills ever. 
There you go. Yeah, and in fact, there's some back roads if you take. You can actually see some of them, the old wooden platforms and wooden derricks and everything. <laughs> I'm picturing like, I don't know, like a Greek catapult. <laughs> it looks like it's trebuchet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this looks like yeah. it's all. Yeah, so yeah, first place ancient. they ever did. And there's still some old wells out there. Uh, there's actually uh, one of the largest ammunition plants in Texas was right off of Cattle Lake. But it's not there anymore. No, it's not there anymore. It's completely decrepit. It is now a wildlife refuge. But that particular ammunition plant uh, leached a lot of bad stuff in the old soil. Mm. But now it is a national refuge, and you can tour it. It's open to the public. There's no gates or anything. You can just drive around and look at all the pretty fauna in Florida. But there's still some of the old buildings and stuff. Yeah, you like that? I do. Yeah. So there you go. I feel like I'm like a tourist guy. I know, right now. but that's kind of fun. Yeah. A different kind of podcast. Yeah. We appreciate you sharing your knowledge, there Scott. You know. yeah. We've got one more Seven Deadly Sins mm. episode, and then we're working on something special. I think we'll announce it next week. Yes. Yes. So stay tuned for that. We're excited to do something oh. fun. <laughs> Thank you for downloading and listening to this episode of Backstage with the Simple Church, sponsored by the Tourism Board of Jefferson. <laughs> I don't like that. We're not really sponsored. If you're listening to Jefferson, Jefferson give right. us a shout out. Give it, yeah. We, if you're we'll, the people that have the Grove. I will do a special podcast just about Jefferson. There you go. <laughs> Appreciate it. It's sharing a little bit of the local haunted yeah. history. We still want to know your ghost stories. Yes. Yeah, so if you're in write Oregon, us. if you're in Nobody Germany. Nobody will write us. Dang it. Give us right. a five-star review, even if you don't like us. That's right. You liked just that last do week. It. <laughs> do it now. If you think it's like, ah, oh, they're probably a 3.2. Yeah. No. Just give, give it, it a, a five-star. Five it helps other people to find it and subscribe yeah. so you don't miss a single episode. Plus, I mean, we're pretty great. You are, at least. Oh, stop it. You are. Stop it. <laughs> Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.